This episode is brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. You just pay $5 shipping. Coming up on TMS, Girl Scout Safe Room. <laughs> the problem with World War II is that they kept records. Tobacco formers versus vape cons. The proof of our union. More tar than human. I find you very keen. What? There are six tennis balls. Every fin could kick your butt. Mountain lion, the other other white white meat. Oh wait, close enough. There's a reason we have hair down there. <laughs> Ted Cruz staff likes porn. Free vitamin T and A to combat coronavirus. Swimming in your own gravy. Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of the Morning Stream. Plagued by sudden attacks of vomiting and of diarrhea. I I I ride it naked. The Morning Stream. You got your Trek nerd in my chin beard. You got your chin beard in my Trek nerd. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. Good to see everyone here. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. It is... Uh, well, oh, hi, Brian. Hello. Sorry, I didn't give you a chance to reply <laughs> to right. that. I'm just going to say, hello. That's uh, it. I'll get back to you. All right, back, back, to, back to you. Back, back to you in the studio, Scott. Uh, thanks. We'll get we'll, we'll get back out to you here in a minute there, Bill. Uh, meanwhile, in sports, uh, it's Thursday, February 13th, 2020, and we're here doing right. a show uh, on a Thursday, and it's very exciting because Wendy's it's here. Valentine's and, Day Eve. Oh, yeah, and tomorrow. we talked about this before that um, you guys kind of do Valentine's Day stuff. Yeah, crazy neighbors do Valentine's Day stuff. I was over there the other day, and I walk in, and she says, "Oh, Dave just picked up a really cute little heart-shaped uh, cake pan." And I said, "Oh, that's cool." And then she goes, "You don't believe in Valentine's Day, do you? Like, <laughs> like it's you know, like it's uh, ghosts or uh, <laughs> the paranormal." <laughs> that's too funny. Yeah. Like, so wait, he got her a pan as a gift, like as a no, no, no. He picked up a pan, a cake pan, so that he can make a heart-shaped cake. For her. Oh, okay. All yeah. right, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, your I know what your your stance is. Just not. It's not so much like if you ask me, your uh, mystery date stuff and all that sort of thing you yeah, do all year yeah. long. That's better than just like picking one day of the year and like focusing. I on would it. rather surprise Tina with some flowers on February thirteenth. On a day that she's not expecting it, than on a day that everybody's expecting it, you know. That's right. Don't play by society's rules, Brian. You're oh, your own well, man. It's a Hallmark holiday, just created to sell green cards and chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> that voice was weirdly. Hold on, where am I? Where am I getting it from? I don't know. The, I don't know what voice that was. Chocolates. Uh, What's that from? Uh, you were impressioning. You were doing somebody and not knowing it, and I can't think of who. It I, is. Apparently, I was. Yeah. Oh, someone in the chat will guess, and they'll tell me, and I'll. It'll yeah. Be right. But uh, no, I mean, you know, I mean, the mystery date thing is is great, and it, we weren't. It's not like we said we need something because we're starting to hate each other, so we better <laughs> we better start implementing this date thing. Right. Oh, it just kind of was a little bit Paul Stanley. It was a little okay. Paul Stanley, little little yeah. little bit of uh, Tim Gunn in there. Tim Gunn, <laughs> Lotus Liners. Let's yeah. see if you can. <laughs> Make it work. I'll I think that's it. That's the one. Valentine's Day. That's totally it. Um, <laughs> I couldn't think but, of it. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean that's that's just the way we've always been, and I'm that's that's good when you find someone 
for your forever person, uh-huh. as the term is being bandied about in that horrible show, The Bachelor, that you and I are stuck watching. Is that what they call uh, it? They call it that? They call it the forever person? The forever person. Like, I hate uh, that so much. That sucks. Yeah. That's an awful really dumb is. thing. All right. I'm going to. Oh, we're getting visited by Dong Awareness again. Yeah. You mean Talia? Ah, well, ah. She just. She just te- she just posted a different message while all these other ones were going on. I don't know. How do we know? Mm, two, How do we know it's not two keyboards, check, one mouse? Somebody check the IP addresses of of both uh, Dong Awareness and Talia's account, please. Mm-hmm. Check them both. You've heard that old you've heard of that old uh, famous internet thing: two girls, one meme, or no, two girls, one keyboard. <laughs> two girls, one chat account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you never know. Anyway, sorry you were you were saying. Anyway, so I mean the the. Uh, I still like to do the occasional like surprise Tina with something every once in a while besides our mystery date deal. And I do need to come up with a mystery date for March, but I've got I've got a couple ideas brewing. I talked about the oh yeah, I did talk about the glass blowing thing that we did this last weekend. Well you could be like me and just take your relationship completely for granted and and be terrible at all you holidays. Don't, I'm sure you don't do that. I'm Come pretty, on, I'm now. pretty bad at it. I'm really bad at it. Like, there's most, even like around birthday time, it'll be like Kim's birthday in a week, and I'm like, oh shoot, it's a week. What? Wait, what? <laughs> and then I got to scramble to figure something out. So I'm, I'm not great at it. Meanwhile, here's you know, here's her for 14 days of the month, coming right. up with great gifts every Different day. Different post-it note, and it's like. Valentine's Day is her Hanukkah almost, right? Because it's like something every day for <laughs> for two weeks. She brought me uh, olive oil and sea salt popcorn quinoa chips because they're healthy. Or healthier. Are they sea salt? Are they quinoa? Are they popcorn? What are they? They're everything. How can they be popcorn quinoa chips? Yeah, like do they? Oh, it's a combination. I see. So they're little okay. discs, and they're and they've got uh, popcorn filler, like, like uh, the like rice cakes, yeah, rice yeah, yeah. cakes, but with popcorn and quinoa. Yes, that's a very good way of putting it. Here it is, right here. Okay. So that's a that's the one right there. See that? It's like a little. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good size. That's like the. Um, uh, Tina used to get some that were like apple cinnamon flavored, and now we've just kind of gone back to like the bland unflavored. Oh right, they have this. They have savory versions, and they have uh, right. sweet versions, and then they have a bland, fla- uh, just basic flavor. What are those right. called? Not, right. not the Quaker ones, right? Or maybe they are Quaker. I think they are Quaker. I think they are. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've had those before too. So anyway, and then she put a little note on it. it says, "Be mine," and you know, Aww. she's just a s- total Why sweetheart. Why did she see that popcorn quinoa? Like yeah. that thing's ripe for puns. Like I'm really, I find you very keen, wa. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like. That's why, I'm, that's why I was teasing her a little yeah. bit this morning because this just seems so not like every other note has been some crazy pun and this one wasn't. Yeah. So maybe she's right. just petering out toward the end. I don't know. <laughs> spent. She's spent. She's <laughs> had it with this up. crap. She doesn't want to deal with it anymore. But yeah, exactly. Oh well, whatever. We're making uh, so normally uh, the tradition is we make a huge seafood crab leg steak dinner thing for everybody all the kids so all the kids oh nice we, we, the, the idea is that oh well without without you know without the kids are the proof of our union right which is mm-hmm. weirdly weird but anyway the idea is that hey <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> it really is i mean this is the proof of our union <laughs> when the when the sperm enters the egg a child can be produced like i don't know why we do it but we do it that way so it's less about us and more about hey it's the big family unit and we do that every year Except this year, because everyone has stuff. All the kids have things. Nick is working that night. 
Taylor has a photo shoot and then a thing with her husband. Uh, we will have the baby, though. So we're watching the baby overnight. And then proof uh, of somebody else's union. There you go. Double double union proof. <laughs> and then I can't remember what Carter had. Something else, too. So, uh, so instead, we're having really? some friends so over. Two of you and the baby. Well, oh, and we're, okay. Yeah, and we'll have some friends over. And Kim's still going to cook and make all this food. And I'm still going to pretend oh, wow. like I helped. And, and it's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> Anyway, uh, it's nice. good to have everybody here, and we hope you're having a good Valentine's Eve, as Brian has yeah. pointed out. All right, I think I, I scared a kid so bad she peed her pants, and I need to oh, tell this story. It. Okay. All right? So I'm not really sure, and I can't say for 100%, but here's the deal. Every other Wednesday, Kim does this thing for uh, a group of girls. Like a, it's like a class. They do crafts and oh, stuff like that. right. Mm-hmm. I've told you about it before. They do it every other Wednesday. The Kim Scouts. Yeah, yes. Kind of, yeah. And the house is full of, I think, I think the age range is seven to nine something year old kids. And they're all, they're all girls and they're all giggly and nuts. And I usually like to come down here and hide from it all. Right. Because they're upstairs just going, making their things. And this, this week they made big Valentine's posters for someone they like, uh, like their mom or their dad or whatever. And they spell it out with candy bars, right? So mm-hmm. the pun stuff, that's why she didn't do a pun thing here. She was all burned out from it yesterday because it was just Probably, constant yeah. doing that. <laughs> so she's, so they're up there doing that. And I'm used to this. I hear them and I can hear them giggling. And then I know when they're done and their parents are all going to come pick them up because I can hear them come in the basement and start running around and screaming because they all come down here to play and run around. But I keep the door okay. shut. I don't want to do anything. So right. they're all out there squealing. Chair up being, against the door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So 45 degree <laughs> angle under the door. <laughs> so I hear all this and I think, shoot, I need to go upstairs and grab something. I needed my iPad for something. Mm. I need to get through this gauntlet of screaming kids. So hmm, what's, what's my plan? I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> I thought it'd be funny if I swung the door open suddenly, because I can tell they're all just outside here. Swung okay. it open suddenly and went blah, 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 like that, right? Just to freak them out. Yeah, just in case one of them is sitting right in front of the door. Oh, I hadn't thought of that until you just said that. <laughs> really? <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Really? Oh, wait, no. No, I know why, because it opens in. That's why. The door oh, opens okay. in. okay, all right. Good. Okay. All right. Yeah, but when you said that, it suddenly, like I had a feeling of horror grip me. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> sure. I just about belted a kid in the head and didn't even know it. All right, so right. it opens in. So I go, I do this, okay? So I get up to the door, and they're all out there going, blah, 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 and I go, Blah! just come out there and you know a six foot four looking guy with his hat on and rah, just looking all scary right right and yeah. a all, bunch of the kids they all know me a guy, a guy that they probably haven't seen before because they're always <laughs> hiding in the basement when they come over like some weird stranger yeah. finally comes out of that, that I mean, they don't cave. see me, they don't see me often but they but they all know me and i'll yeah, you know okay, i come yeah, upstairs okay. while they're doing stuff and tease gotcha. them and stuff and some of them i know because i know their parents and and whatever <laughs> okay. but I do this, and most of them do what I think they're going to do, which is go and run the other way, sure, because they sure. think it's funny and they get a you know get a charge out of it. But this one girl goes like this and crosses her legs and grabs down crotch yeah. in the crotch zone, yeah. and then and then gingerly sort of with her crotch zone still held tight, walks out of here, goes up the stairs and leaves. I think I made her pee. And I didn't oh, mean geez. to. I feel bad. Oh, no. I feel bad. I didn't mean to make her pee. <laughs> now she's going to pee every time you walk in the room, too. Like yeah. You, you, you know, <laughs> you've imprinted her with some sort of weird PTSD so that 
there's that guy again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I felt bad. And I and I I went up oh. there and I said, Where and she was in the bathroom. I think she peed, and I just feel bad now. Well, at least she made it to the bathroom, hopefully. No, oh, yeah, no. I well I, I mean Maybe to finish the job, but I think the I mean I think the damage think has been the, done. You think the uh, <laughs> the process started? Yeah, she's only like uh, I don't know. She's like eight and and a little nervous, and she peed. So sure, yeah, that was a good time. Uh, hey, uh, we got some emails. Parents can send you a bill for her therapy. <laughs> exactly. I'll look forward to that in the mail. All right, uh, we got another follow up on the Christian movies because that was a topic. Yeah. People have been talking about this a lot. We got one from Kate in Texas who says, "Hey, Scott and Brian." Just thought I'd also chime in about the Christian movies. I will 100% echo Zach's sentiment about them being basically unbearable. Nothing about these movies reflects an authentic Christian life to me at all, so I abhor them. However, I've already seen some portrayals of Christian concepts done really well recently on Netflix. After watching Unbelievable, I remarked to my husband, it was the first time I'd seen a character's faith portrayed in an authentic way. Uh, it wasn't shown or shoved down your throat, but clearly the detective's faith played an important part in her life. Uh, I 100% agree with that, by the way. That was yeah. a great portrayal. Dude, unbelievable. Freaking was is such a Mara great Weaver show. Merritt Weaver or Tony Collette that was... Uh, Merritt Weaver, right? Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. She's the she one that... Great. She's so good in that. Oh, my mm -hmm. gosh. Did she end up... Who won the Emmys? Did they end up getting any of the stuff they were nominated for? Because they should have. Or has that not oh, happened yet? I don't yet? remember. They have not had an Emmys yet? Um... Maybe, maybe it hasn't happened yet. They've nominated them. Maybe. No, that... that it would have happened uh, months ago. Let's see. Because um, they should win. Somebody that. got the. Here we go. I'm pulling it up. Um, Golden Globes happened. Yeah. And that one. Um, Caitlin Dever, the the girl, and Merritt Weaver were both nominated for Best Actress. Neither one won Best Supporting Actress. Tony Collette was nominated. She didn't win. Uh, but oh, Critics Choice. Television Awards, uh, Tony Collette won for Best Supporting Actress. Okay, in nice. Series. They all should have won everything they were nominated for. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Because they're and just the so Emmys, good. I guess the Emmys for that haven't for... Um, what is the Emmy nomination period? See, it's so weird. Like with with the Oscars, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty close to January 1st to December 31st, right? It's pretty easy to figure that out. I don't know what the Emmy... Yeah, range I mean, is. Yeah, I don't know because I feel like I've heard the announcement of the nominees, but I don't think it's aired. So maybe they have a longer period between or something. Maybe. I don't know how they do it, but anyway, they should win everything. They're very good, and I agree with her 100. Yeah. percent It was just a really everything about that movie is authentic. That's what I loved about it, or not movie that TV show. It was so right. authentic right. from top to bottom. Uh, the only non-authentic thing about it was you saying that there's no way that that was a police uh, precinct in wherever it was set oh. in Colorado. <laughs> right. Thornton or uh, I think it was Thornton or Broomfield or something like that. Yeah, yeah and you're like, mm, this mountain resort looking place they're all in. There's no way that exactly. that's Exactly. A... No, that does not look like that. So um, June to June, by the way, June to May 31st is oh, okay. the, the period for that. And this came out, the first episode aired um, September 13th, 2019. So they are within the range for the upcoming September um September Emmy Awards. They should be. I hope no one just. I just. It's easy Praise to forget should these be things. Lavished upon them. Yeah, it's easy to forget these things. They. They. Yeah. You know, they're a while ago. I get it, but do not let that one go forgotten because it's uh, not only amazing but really, I think, important. Anyway, she goes on to say in this email. Secondly, I recommend the Netflix series Messiah, whose concept is that Jesus, or is he, returns to the modern day. Yeah, I saw that. I was curious about it. 
that looked interesting because it, it looked more like a thriller. Like, hey, there's a dude what looks like Jesus. And um, mm-hmm. he says he is him. Oh, wow. Okay, everyone's freaking out. And then <laughs> maybe he's not, though, and he's kind of a wackadoo. Like, I can't tell what that's about, but I did see that on Netflix, so I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. Mm. All right, thank you, Kate okay. in Texas. Notice, yeah. notice I didn't read any of Kate's email in a, in a fake Southern drawl or accent. Did you notice that? Oh, it was very nice of you. Yeah. Thanks. I'm working on it. Well done. All right. Here's one more from Jeffrey. 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 He wrote in and says, do not pull out your nose hairs. What was this from? Mm. We had a conversation about nose hair pulling. We talked about nose nose hair waxing, which is a thing where. Oh, right. And I got it. Well, the time I did it, it was wrong and it just about pulled my face off and all that. Ooh, yes, correct. Your nose is filled with bacteria. This is normal, says Jeffrey. Sure. When you pull the hair out of your. I'm sorry. When you pull your the hair out of you, you leave an opening in your skin. Your skin keeps bacteria out. You're now allowing bacteria a route past your defenses, potentially allowing an infection like cellulitis or a boil to take hold, says Jeffrey. Uh, you know what? He's right. He's, I looked at, I, I confirmed yeah. this. It's all true. What he says. And, mm-hmm. um, you're, you're way better just getting one of those, uh, metal Phillips, uh, uh, razor cylinder things and showing it up your nose and having that trim your, trim your hair. Yeah. Just <laughs> do a little trim. A trim's okay. Yep. Trim's okay. Yeah, just no, no, don't yank them out. Keep the hairs short, but keep them in there. Keep them in place. Yeah, we're human beings. We're supposed to. Uh... We need to have hair in the places that we don't think we need to have a lot of hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> for reasons. We have reasons for that hair. Don't tell the porn ladies that, though. <laughs> don't tell them that. Right. Well, that's a that's a job. Uh, oh, is uh, it? No violation if they have hair. There. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, it can get cotton things. They're like uh, so. And I, I had friends that were divers and swimmers in high school. They were on the yeah, swim team, right. and all of them, head to stern, just shaved. Yeah, like a dolphin. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of gross because they'd be in class and they'd say, "Touch my, touch my arm," or whatever. And you touch their arm, and it was like a smooth, like a like a like a dolphin, like you say, <laughs> like a beach ball. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. it's not good. It's gross. I don't like it. I don't like it. We're, we're meant to have some hair on us. Okay, get some hair. All right. Totally, totally true. And it just causes drag. You don't want drag. You don't want you don't want uh, yeah. anything to stop the water rushing by your body. Did we learn anything from Ford v Ferrari? There you go. All right, uh, let's do a bit of this because I'm in the mood. Time for the news. Brought to you by. Brought to you by Coverville. Hey, it happened yesterday. It was a celebration of Peter Gabriel's 70th birthday. So did I play Shock the Monkey? Of course. Did I play uh, Big Time? Of course. Did I play a cover of In Your Eyes? Well, I have 80 to choose from. So yes, I did. A whole bunch of great Peter Gabriel songs, including Peter Gabriel recovering one of his own songs and Peter Gabriel covering a song that features his name in the lyrics. What? What? That's really a thing. Yeah, I think we've heard it on here. I think you've played it on here. Yeah. I think I have Cape yep. Cod Quasa Quasa by Vampire Weekend. Yeah. All of this in a nice, tightly condensed 76 minute episode of Coverville. Go enjoy it as soon as you're done listening to TMS. Coverville.com. Nice. Uh the song that he sings that's a cover of his own work, is that your in your in your eyes? Is that the one? No. Because he does no, had, do that, I, doesn't he? Doesn't he have a oh, version of that? He's done he did a whole uh album full of new versions of of his songs, but I didn't pull from that. This was, uh, he joined Jules Holland, who is the former 
keyboardist for the band Squeeze, piano player for the band Squeeze, mm. who has a late night show in um, the UK called Later with Jules Holland. And it is like this if, if I if I could have my dream job, it would be being the Jules Holland of America and having indie bands and well-known known bands in the show where it's all presented and around. So it's like you're in a circle. Yeah. All of the bands are are around the the center of the circle. Okay. Uh, the cameras just swing around from band to band as it goes, and then the audience is around the outside of the entire circle. And you basically, you know, he goes up to this band and says, "All right, it's you guys." Da, 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 da. And he, they're from uh, uh, Barleyville in the upper mountains of Scotland or whatever. And then they play, and he says, "All right, over here we've got the Strokes, and they've got a brand new album coming out." And they play, and then. Um, uh, at the end of the show, all six bands all play together uh, doing a cover. Oh, wow. And it's so freaking awesome. And then the camera just kind of, you know, pans around each band, and you've got like five vocalists all doing stuff. That it's seems so great. Cool. And chat room yeah. says you're out of focus. I think it's because when you put your hand It's because I'm waving and flailing about is my is my, my problem. Actually, do that. Put your hand out in front of your camera and see if it resets because you're still blurry. It's weird. Okay, now pull away. Did it do it? Yeah, there he is. Yeah, it yeah. okay, reset. Good. Yeah, ah, uh, cameras. Just need to figure out where I am. Anyway, that would be that would be the best thing. Jules Holland is awesome, and you can find a lot of those shots on, or a lot of those um, shows on YouTube and watch them. They're great. YouTube, that's where the kids go. I like it. YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. I'm familiar with it. Boy, am yes. I. Okay, check this out. This is a great story to start with. Free porn offered to quarantined uh, coronavirus passengers on that cruise. Great. Free porn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Because nothing makes me feel more like diddling than a deadly disease on the other side of my cabin door. That's hey, a, fun. A, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the Miami oh, Vice give me, to give me that step <laughs> stepmother porn real quick because uh <laughs> death is coming. Yeah, maybe Tom uh, Ted Cruz is on the cruise. <laughs> ah. Isn't he well that was he was famous for liking one of those, right? Isn't that the deal? He was on Twitter and he liked a dirty movie. It was a stepmom. Oh, thing. oh, I thought you meant like a. Uh, yeah, I think that was the case, right? <laughs> yeah, still denies it or whatever. Right. Well, you know. He liked it. You know, he did. Yeah. It was a staff member. Uh huh. Sure, it was Ted Cruz. Yeah. Uh, it's just funny to see like him go from from saying the most horrible things and having this war with Trump during the uh, during the election three years ago. When Trump was saying stuff about Ted Cruz, the way he looked, and about the way his wife looked, and him like, oh, I'm never, you know, I, you can say what you want about me, Donald, and da 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 da. And now, you know, hearing him talk during the whole uh, impeachment trial, oh, this is just a travesty. Donald Trump did nothing wrong, and da da da. Yeah, it's we're, funny. We're how. we're all old enough to remember what it was like in 2016. We remember. Yeah, exactly. We never forget. Never forget. A lot of those guys do that now. Yes. Oh, yeah. There's there's great video of uh, Lindsey Graham saying uh, electing Donald Trump would be the worst thing for the Republican Party. And we, <laughs> and now, and we deserve and now, it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now uh, he, uh, Trump can barely walk because uh, uh, Lindsey Graham is clutching, grabbing onto his leg like a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> More like Lindsey Grab. Uh, Lindsey Grab. All right. Anyway. Hey, uh, hey, coronavirus. Free porn. Yeah. A Miami-based porn site that tried to offer complimentary webcams to Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers last month is attempting to ease boredom for passengers stuck aboard the Princess Cruises, two quarantined vessels with free webcam services or sessions. This bold offer is extended via press release from the executives of adult website Cam Soda. Cam Soda. 
Never heard of it. In some parts of the country, no. Brian is called Cam Pop. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> some people just call it Cam Coke. Yeah. Cam. In Atlanta, it's just called Cam Coke. Cam Zero. Anyway. So wait, are they giving are they giving webcams to the people are, on the yes. ship to do their own? Oh, good point. Uh, it seems weird, like giving them free web, oh, webcam sessions. Okay, so it's like oh, a live. Oh, okay. So they yeah, this must be what they do. They have like live cam girl cam cam girl Girls, business, right, right. and they're like, uh -huh. hey, you want to have some of that for free while you're convalescing from your horrible coronavirus? <laughs> right. And they're like, yes, please. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it says here, let's see, they, uh, okay, uh, they directed this at the 7,300 passengers who have been impacted by the coronavirus outbreak. I guess, so they're just stuck there, right? They're docked in Japan and outside of Hong Kong and they can't, there's 7,300 people are just stuck on that boat. They can't right. get, they, they're right. not allowed off. Um, they're not dealing with the fear of infection, which is terrifying, but boredom, says Darren Parker, <clears throat> Cam Soda's vice president. Well, how does he know? How does he know? He doesn't know. He's a porn guy. He doesn't know. What does yeah, he know? Yeah, what does he know? We like cruises as much as the next guy, but without activities or human interaction, the boredom must be crippling, he says. In an effort to keep their minds off the coronavirus and help with the boredom, we're offering passengers and crew the ability to have fun in a safe and controlled environment with camming. Camming? Yeah. Ugh. That's a, Ugh. That's I don't a, know if I like that word. That's a camming. thing. I guess it's a thing, but I don't I don't know what it is. What is, yeah, what is camming? And I wouldn't call the cruise ship covered with coronavirus a safe it definitely is a controlled environment but i don't know if i call it a safe environment <laughs> now i assume that uh, camming and not just ladies obviously but it's just be people being porny on on webcams right yeah somebody said it's basically twitch with naked women oh. which i'd say is like twitch <laughs> <laughs> uh they make you cover up the the, the naughty bits on the twitch, nips, i guess sure, yeah actually nips on twitch one of the worst, one of the days that I was the most mad at Twitch was when, we talked about this on Core last night, but uh, our friend Kyle Ferguson and Kristen, they did a uh, thing for Heroes of the Storm. Remember they had like a summer event and it was like guns out, suns out or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And right. everybody was like wearing funny bikinis and Speedos and all that stuff in that game. Well, sure. those two dressed up in uh, uh, swimwear that day. But okay. not like not like crazy revealing. He's not in a sure. speedo and she's not in a teeny weeny type bikini. They were just in right. like swimming stuff, and sure. Twitch banned them for two weeks for that, <laughs> which was so crazy because there's so uh, many channels. Wait. Like you just go to the just chat channel right now. I mean we're in there, but if you go in there and just like dig around, mm -hmm. there is some business in there going on that is. Yeah, really I mean it's usually uh, cleavage. As as far as the eye can see, cleavage from sea to shining sea. Yeah, on Twitch. Yeah, cleave, cleave, and, and uh, women eating uh, squid, giant squid. Is it funny that there's so there's an old biblical line that says talking about your. I think it's in the Ten Commandments where you're supposed to cleave, cleave unto your wife and none else. And I always loved the term cleave. Because I was like, yeah, yeah, Cleave, it's not just for uh, tanks in a raid anymore. <laughs> cleave is what I need to watch out for because that usually takes out my rogue. Oh, right. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. no, he's got Cleave. All right, I'm hitting from the side. Were you oh, in he's that... got a tail. Don't go to the back either. <laughs> were, were you in Furt Raid last night? No, I was not. I was at, uh, we're, we're getting ready for trivia. So Chicago is in like three weeks. And um, so I've got to be ready for trivia. So we're doing basically as much pub quiz as we can to kind of get ready for all that. I only ask because apparently they took yeah. something hard down last night. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. 
I felt bad because I, I looked for you because it was all I was being all squinty. It was uh, yeah, it was what's her name posted on Twitter, and I was looking at the image and I could see all these. It's hard to make out the text because her phone, her excuse me, her screenshot was a little blurry. Sure. I'm like, where's Brian? Where's Brian? Where's Brian? And I, I imagine I, I can go. Yeah, I'll go into their into our disc their Discord. And I finally, I finally just Discord thought, now. oh, you know where he is? He's probably under the body. He's under the corpse of the thing they killed. <laughs> right. Look for Brian's name somewhere above the corpse, yep. pointing to where he where he, he where was. he died. Where he died two minutes into the fight. He's in there somewhere. That's I say right. that yeah. that's total, that's totally me. I'm projecting. Bomber, I didn't uh, didn't get to didn't get to go. What fight is it? You know, for them, uh, it would be the second one in the new raid. So we've been able to do the boss that um, uh, that puts up the the uh, the pillars that you have to like go and get a shard, and then you can destroy oh, a few pillars. Right, right. But it's the one right after that that is, um, shoot, it's it's the woman dragon lady. <laughs> I'm the worst person to ask this question to. <laughs> I love this. No, this is good. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. Anyway, so they must have taken uh, her down last night, which is great. Good well, for them. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, golden Retriever in the been. news. Do you like Golden Retrievers? Do you like him as a dog? I love Golden Retrievers. That's, uh, they're just, you know, they always look like such sweet, friendly dogs. We never had one. We've had Labrador Retriever, and of course, we've got our, our German Shepherd uh, stomach acid mix. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How's how's that going? By the She's, way, it's finally stopped. It finally stopped last night. But oh. basically, the entire day, and Tina was gone, so so Daisy would come and sit behind my desk. And so the entire the entire afternoon, I'm working on stuff and doing Coverville. And every once in a while, <laughs> did, did it turn out? Did you think it just turned out to be like nerves and stuff? Is that what it was? I think it was nerves. Yeah, we've we, uh, Tristan and Kay are still here, but most a lot of their stuff, except for their bed and the big items, yeah. um, are still here at the house. Everything else has moved over to the new apartment. And <laughs> you know what? It reminds me of my first apartment that I paid for myself. It ain't it ain't uh, it ain't the Ritz, but it'll do just fine. It'll for do what in they, a pinch. What they need. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's good. It's good. So, so this afternoon has moved the rest of their stuff over, and uh, should be. Do you think should be a joy? Do you think that you're you're I don't know months away from hearing like Do you think there's wedding bells ever in the future for these two? Do you think it's a, a permanent deal? I don't know. And maybe know, they're maybe. and they're, they're kind of you know they're of that generation. They're like, who says marriage even needs to happen? We're just you know just, that's yeah. just the older that's just a bunch of millennials telling us how to live our generation Z life. Like maybe it's that going on in their heads. I don't know. I mean maybe maybe some of that, but you know they're moving into a place together. This isn't just like uh, yeah we're just we're just dating and having fun right now. I mean <laughs> she's been living with us for the past year, <laughs> so I yeah. think I think it's serious enough that that. Um, they're probably considering forever, but I don't think that they, I don't think either one of them is in any hurry to, uh, to pop the question. No need to be. No, no yep. need to be. No need to be. No need to be. Yeah. Yep. Chill, chill, enjoy yourselves. Everything's yes. good. Yes. So we'll see how things go without the buffer of Tina and I, <laughs> when it's just the two of them and, uh, yeah, and, you know, he's playing a little too much World of Warcraft or she's, uh, Watching a little too much Grey's Anatomy and those dishes and trash and things are piling up. We'll see. We'll see how the the salad days come to an end. <laughs> wow, the Grey's Anatomy sure spans the generations, doesn't it? 
people kind of does, yeah. People yeah. like that dumb show. People like the old Izzy and the McDreamy and the. Bleh. Anyway, anyway, aren't, aren't all those retriever. people aren't all those people gone though? There's not. There's, I think so. Like, yeah, it's a whole. It's pretty much a new cast. When I glanced over Tina's shoulder, Tina was watching it with Kay once. I glanced over her shoulder. I'm like, yeah, I don't know any of these people. Yeah, it's all new now. It's a it's a whole new gray. I'm surprised it's still on. I think yeah. I think uh, the the main character, the, the woman who is the narrator. I think she's still on the show, obviously, because yeah, the gray lady, the old gray. Because she's gray. Because she's gray. <laughs> she's the old gray mare. <laughs> I mean, she is. I mean, she's in her. She's my age. Or she's older than me. I think. Is she? Yeah, and when she started on that show, I mean, I think she was. I don't know. I I, I pretend to know something about Gray's Anatomy. I know. I know nothing. Sure. Sure. Let's see. Gray's. Uh, it is Meredith Gray. She is played by Ellen Pompeo. And how old is Ellen, Ellen Pompeo? Ellen Pompeo is. Uh, 83. Wow, she wow. looks great she for looks 83. Amazing. She's absolutely, yeah. absolutely amazing. You know, she was born in November 1969, so she's she's fitty. Fitty. All fitty. right. That's she should probably be not in that hospital anymore and have her own practice somewhere, is all I'm saying. Right, exactly. Like uh, she she's got to be like literally a resident there. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. just a medical resident, but like <laughs> I live here. I live here. I'm, I when the mail comes to the hospital marked resident, yeah. I get it. <laughs> My wife likes that show until she doesn't. She like she'll watch it until she doesn't. That's a, it's hard yeah. to explain what that means, but she just she she's she'll start it again. She'll get to like season four, and then she'll be like, "All right, uh-huh. I'm good," and then she's done. Oh, she won't just pick it up from where she left off. No, she doesn't. I huh. I don't know why. There's something about those early seasons that appeal to her, and maybe they're the best seasons. I don't know. It's like SpongeBob. Yeah. First three, three seasons are the only good seasons. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway, this Golden Retriever. <clears throat> <laughs> His name is Findlay. Uh, or Findlay. Fin- Finley, rather. Oh, There's Finley. no D, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, breaks a world record for the most tennis balls in a mouth at once. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Finally. Someone broke the damn yes. record. Golden <laughs> Says the Golden Retriever broke the world. by Pamela DeBar in 1986. (laughs) Deep cut. cut. That was a deep cut, but very good. Yes. Don't Google image search, folks. No, don't do it. Um, It says here uh, in his job, oh, has cruelly seen his tremendous efforts written off as not an official achievement. However, despite evidence of his world world record skill on Instagram... The strict paperwork rules in place by the people at the Guinness World Records says he hasn't met the requirements to have it formally recognized. Uh, so we're going what? to do it instead. This is Finley, six years old. He can hold six tennis balls in his doggo mouth. I don't know about this doggo stuff. Doggo, doggo mouth. I don't like that. The whole doggo thing. Just, I. We all love yeah. dogs. You, you have to come yeah. up with a dumb new thing uh, to say. Exactly. Dog's a perfectly good name. Doggo does not add anything. It doesn't make them cuter or sweeter. They're just dogs. They're it dogs. literally adds one thing, and that's a syllable, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Just say dog. dog. I don't like it. Doggo. Or puppers. Don't say puppers. <laughs> say puppies. Jedi 71 says, man yells at cloud. That's what we're doing, apparently. Scott yeah, is where I guess so. <laughs> we are. But it's just pup- well, doggy's fine. We call, you know, we say that, oh, come here, little puppy, and stuff yeah, like that. puppy and doggy's that, but- fine. Those are, those are well established, but doggo and pupper. You know what though? I do. I do call Anara floof sometimes. I'll walk into a room and she's she's found some catnip and she's rolling on the floor, and I say, "Oh, look at that floof." Oh, see, I think that's so, okay. I mean, you got your own thing. You're not just you're not just following blindly a crowd of people with a new term. You're, you've come up with your own word. I like that. No, I think I, I think I saw that term on Twitter or, or <clears throat> somewhere. 
anymore. All right. Well, then you're also you're also Sorry. part of the problem. Sorry, Ryan. I'm part of the. I'll, be, I'll admit I'm part of the problem. Uh, the official record, by the way, is actually on the books. It's from a fellow golden retriever named Augie, who managed it five. Or, uh, sorry, managed five balls in its mouth at once in 2003. Uh, but six is definitely bigger than five. The so, trick is to relax the throat muscles. That's what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says describing how he gets six tennis balls in his mouth with no human help. Uh, they say they're, uh, they're sorry. They say the first three or four go down with ease. It's never an issue. Uh, but for the fifth and sixth balls, he gets his paws involved, uh, holding the balls in place when he pops them in. Is there video what? of this? Really? Yeah. Like. He's pushing the balls in with his paws. That's that's more impressive an achievement than just the fact that he's holding six in his mouth. Yeah, that's in, that is very impressive. Let's see if I can get a shot of this here. Oh, there he is. This is great. All right, chat here. You can enjoy. Yeah. This. So, uh, what does the Guinness? <laughs> he's sweet. He look at sweet. that little face. Yeah, look at him. Aww. I just want to spend time with that dog. Um. So, what? So, what does Guinness need? to make this official like they say that he hasn't he hasn't done the what's required by the paperwork or met the requirements or whatever like i feel like i feel like this this photo although i can only see five tennis balls i know i, I can assume where the other the other is. sixth is in the rear there somewhere yeah like yeah <laughs> uh, it's the throat muscles you were talking about right that's all that was right right but uh <laughs> I'm curious. I really want to see how he... Oh, here's how he gets the balls in his mouth with his paws. Yes, I set that fine. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, Brian's just serving these up for you title, uh, title uh, kittens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Instagram video is hilarious. When when he sits down on the on the grass and then opens his mouth, and it's like... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, I want to see this now. Okay, hold on. Is it an Instagram video? It's on that Instagram video on the mirror site, yeah. Uh, oh, here it is. Okay. All right, chat room. Let's see if we can see this together, shall we? Let's pull this up over here. Okay, <laughs> I love that you've kind of coined a new phrase called the title kittens. Like the people who, the people who post all the titles, like uh, TVZ gone and uh, yeah. and Zoe brings bacon. They're the title kittens. They're the title kittens. They're per <laughs> performing live this weekend at the Palladium. The Just kidding. Perfect. All right, All right, so I don't see the link to the actual uh, video. Where are you seeing this? It's, oh, you got to scroll down below the related articles. There's more. There's more to the story Here underneath the cat that's that's looking a little too aroused by the banana. Yeah. Oh, there they all go. Oh my gosh! How do you do this? How do you have all those? <laughs> right? They all just drop like. Blah, 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 blah. I think give the dog his record. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Like, what's what, what's even the point of fighting this? Let's just make it official. All right. Well done, dog. Uh, not doggo though. Just dog. Not doggo. Just dog. Well done, Finley. Finley. Here's a here's a great story about a a burgle a burglary. Okay. Uh, a burglar, burglar, uh, left behind a notebook with the list of all the homes to burglarize, and then he got busted as a result. <laughs> This is like the Germans when they like they. This is the problem with World War II. Not this is the problem. One of the problems with World War II for the German side was they were meticulous record keepers, and as a result, once you went in there and kicked their A's, you found all their records, and you went, "Oh, we see all the systematic stuff they were trying to do," sure. and now they're in deeper crap because we have all the records. So here's a here's a note to to burglars. 
who are going to burgle, uh, uh-huh. don't maybe keep a notebook full of all the homes you're going to go burglarize that night. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> don't don't uh, draw the little family circus uh, map that Jeffy uh, takes the path through the neighborhood to hit all the houses. Yeah, it's a mistake, it turns out. All my references are from 1982. <laughs> Live with it. Well, in Tennessee, a well-organized but not super smart burglary suspect was busted by the fuzz when he dropped his notebook with a list of homes he planned to burglarize. This is Robert Scholl Goddard, age 49, uh, and is charged with uh, breaking into a Nashville area home on January 29th. Cops say he smashed the glass door and stole multiple items, including a television and firearm. You to lock those up. Don't have those out. Yeah, no kidding. <clears throat> uh, he left the crime journal behind at a house. Where you sit your gun? I put it on top of the TV. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> Dang it! No, I don't worry about where I put my gun. It's fine. So I can shoot during Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to watch my programs. And when, <laughs> and when I do, I have my gun handy at my side. We had quite uh, the brilliant... Uh, a brilliant crime spree here in in Denver, south of Denver, halfway between Denver and Colorado Springs. Did I talk about this already? I don't think so. How um, some guys came into like a Chili's, a Tokyo Joe's. Oh, a you did talk about this. And the, for some okay, reason, they couldn't break into the Chili's. The Chili's was yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I did. What okay, was that? Did you determine why the Chili's wasn't? Penetrable? No, they never said like, oh, Chili's thwarted us with their, they prop up some baby back ribs against the door and kept us out. Or <laughs> I love that they'd be big enough to do that. Yeah. Like freaking Fred Flintstone ribs. <laughs> like right at Bronto, Bronto ribs. Oh yeah, Bronto's, Bronto yeah. steaks and stuff. Anyway, I'm sorry. Okay, so back to back to the burglar who leaves his uh, notepad behind with his, his list. Well, prosecutors say in courts that Goddard dropped a notebook during the burglary, had all these addresses on it. Uh, it also, the notebook also contained clues to the burglary's, uh, burglar's identity, notes from his daughter, and her address. Oh, don't rope her into this, you, you jackass. Love you, Daddy. Mike, give me a switch. Yeah, find give me a switch. A- find me a switch. Okay, I'll take a gun. That's fine. <laughs> uh, it says here, let's see, Goddard was also caught on video kicking in the back door of the uh, third house the following day. Of a th- okay. Oh, sorry, of a third house. Oh, of no. a third house, okay. There's no the third house. It's a third house, I guess. A third house, sure. That's a new series coming to Netflix. Very much looking forward to it. A third house starring... Who Who would be in a movie or TV show called A Third House? We would have... Uh, uh, it would be Bob Saget. Yep. It would be the Olsen twins. Yep. And, uh, yep. So you have Full House, a Fuller House, and now a third house. And now a third house. It's where the a twins moved. Yeah, the twins just moved there. <laughs> right. Did the twins show up in that remake thing at all? Were they involved? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess they wouldn't be well, as they, twins. They, they wouldn't would... be twins because it would be two people playing the same character. But I have no idea if they showed up. No. Here's what they should have done. Services, no, and taxi cabs is no. So there's okay. So the chat room's got the definitive word. Here's what they should do. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have either of the twins show up because they're weird. Right. Have the other normal sister. Uh, what's her name? Um, the, not the one who got busted for. Uh, no uh, college uh, <laughs> no no that, she's not one of the olsons it's the what's her name oh, 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 oh you're still talking olsons elizabeth olson elizabeth olson have her show up as the as the adult version of what would have been oh, the baby i think she's i think she's gonna do just fine with that wandavision tv show yeah i mean it's not like she needs the work she's a respected she actress with like a big career and her yeah, sisters she are, certainly doesn't need to attach her uh <laughs> her chain to that carnival cruise line nope <laughs> 
What's what's Thanksgiving like at their house? I want to know. <laughs> Pass the gravy. So you, how are you guys doing? Did I find anything yet? Um, yeah, I got it. I got a job doing a Burger King commercial. Oh, cool. Yeah, I still have my WandaVision series coming out. And, you know, the MCU still continues to be the biggest uh, moneymaker for... Uh... Yeah. How about you guys? Oh, we've got a line of makeup. Okay. Yeah. Good luck to you. Good. Are you planning on doing another... Are you doing a sequel to that Nickelodeon movie, uh, New York Minute? No. <laughs> we kill men with our eyes. That's what they would say. Because they're weird. <laughs> they got some mystic powers or something. They do. Yes. Final story. Keith Richards in the news. Remember him? I do. Still, well, of course. Yeah, who, still who with can us. Forget Keith Richards. Nobody can. That's who. The key to longevity: fall out of a coconut tree, and still go out on tour. That's right. That's how. That's the key. No, don't that's write any more books. No more books exactly. about how to live long. Just be like Keith Richards and fall just out of a coconut do Keith, tree. Just be Keith Richards. Yeah. yeah. Just do do, do the does. Richards. They call it. Well, right. Keith Richards, father to Michael Richards from Seinfeld fame. <laughs> Not true. Not true. Uh, finally, quit smoking. This is it. He's done. Oh. Yeah. Wow. This is ahead of his new Rolling Stones U.S. tour. Uh, The Rolling Stones are returning to the U.S. this spring in what Mick Jagger and Keith Richards are characterizing as the continuation of last year's No Filter tour. Um, They can still fill the stadium, those guys. They they know what's up. It's kind of funny. No filter and he's giving up smoking. Uh, So last year it was even worse kind of smoking without a filter. This year it's just no smoking at all. (laughs) Right, exactly. I see. That was what did it. Like pushed him over the edge. Didn't even didn't even click with me until he said it. All right. After breaking the tour news Thursday morning in an interview with Q104.3 New York, Jim Kerr was the guy. Uh, Richards explained that he's taken another step in his ongoing resolution to get healthier to keep rocking. I've given out smoking since October, Richards said. Done that, been there, laughs. He laughed at that, I guess. Sure. Like you do. The iconic uh, guitarist who's made headlines in recent years with revelations about giving up liquor and finding today's drugs not interesting suggested that his... uh, Wait a minute, hold on. Today's drugs are not interesting. Yeah. They're not that different than the drugs you had. No, and you can still get the old days drugs today. Yeah, cocaine is still a thing people do. Yeah. Heroin, if you're looking for heroin, still around. You know, maybe you don't have to work on bath salts or syrup or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Justin I Bieber guess was. maybe that's what he means is Scissorup. weird stuff like that. But yeah, I think he's, I mean, even if you said, oh, yeah, like, what's he talking about? Anyway, whatever. I don't know why I even care. Yeah, the guy's right? in his... You know what? what if, if, if he doesn't find them interesting, good for him. Yeah, I guess so. How old is he now? 70 million? What is it? <laughs> Same age as us, Scott. He's okay, just <laughs> no, just hit fifty this year. Great. Uh, I'll tell you, Keith Richards is born nineteen forty three, which makes him seventy seven. Seventy seven. Seventy six. Because uh, his birthday is in December. So how do you smoke that? He's an outlier. You smoke that hard and that long, and you and you just are fine. Yeah. How is he just now giving up cigarettes? Yeah. Just, it, he smoked them his whole life, like his whole yeah. life. And by all accounts, chain smokes them. Like just, I mean, I bet his body is more tar than human. All right, maybe point. that's the trick. Is if you go all in, yeah, it skips right over cancer he's a, fears. He's and a just, transformer. Yeah, you become a transformer. Tar- uh, t- uh, cigarette a in disguise, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Tobacco bot. <laughs> Roll out <laughs> against the. Healthy cons, or what would you find if you were the tobacco farmer? If you were the tobacco farmer, <laughs> tobacco farmers versus the, uh, the what? Vapor cons. The vapor cons. The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the vapor cons. That's it. 
<laughs> oh, that's so good. He should vape. Let's get him vaping. Sure. Led by Sansa Stark. <laughs> uh, all right. Beyond getting ready for the summer spring tour dates, Jagger uh, says he's working on new songs for the Stones album, New Stones album, wrapping up uh, a reissue of the band's 1973 album, Goat's Head Soup, and preparing for the release of his new film, The Burnt Orange Heresy, which arrives in March. Is that okay. what the frick is that? Let's I look. don't know. The Burnt Orange Heresy. This is a, this is a uh, Mick Jagger joint. Let's look it up. Does it mean he directed it? Or did he have well, one of his eight... documentaries, The Burnt Sienna Heresy? But Maybe he had one of his it. 15 children direct it. Maybe he did that. <laughs> well, here we go. Probably. Uh, wait, is he in this? It doesn't. Oh, he's in it. Elizabeth DeBecky, uh, Donald Sutherland, Mick Jagger, Rosalind Haystead, a bunch of other names I don't know. Well, I recognize three of those names you said. Uh,. Releases March 6, 2020. Hired to steal a rare painting from one of the most enigmatic painters of all time. An ambitious art dealer becomes consumed by his own greed and insecurity as the operation spins out of control. Uh, directed by Giuseppe Capitondi. All right. Well hmm. done, Mick Jagger. Well done. I don't know if I'll be seeing that. Probably not. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be. Yeah, maybe, maybe when it comes to streaming, I don't know. We'll Dice see. Tomato, uh, Dice Tomato just put as a uh, uh, show title, Sansa Stark. Do 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 do. So is that a thing? Is Sansa if somebody made? Stark. If somebody hasn't made a. Uh, yeah, why isn't that a thing? That should be a thing. Yeah, Sansa Stark. Do 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 do. Sansa Stark. Do, do, Sansa Stark. Baby Shark. Has to be somebody. Has to have done it. Right. It just feels like it. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, here it is. It's actually Baby Stark. Let's see if this. It's a couple of guys on ukuleles. So uh, there's nothing new under right. the sun. No, no, nothing new. Nothing new. I mean, what what else can they do? It's two lyrics, two words, and then the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like it took them as much energy to come up with it as you and I did, or as I guess as, uh, as Dice Tomato, Dice Tomato yeah. did in real time, and then they went and made it, and now we're done. That's the world. Yeah, that's the world yeah. we live in now. That's why you got to make a comic called Fred and Can. <laughs> and even then, people are going to go, wait, isn't there a book about a guy who talks to a can all the time? A beer a can? who talks to a can. Yeah, it's a beer, beer can named Larry. Larry. Anyway, uh, that's uh, going to do it for us for now. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Wendy will be here. We're going to talk to somebody. Ooh, speaking of religion, uh, we got a yeah. religion question coming up. So that'll be coming up soon. Stick around. Before that, though, a selection of music from Brian Ibbett. Well, sure. Let's go to L.A. for the band Moaning. No, no, it's not like I'm saying morning without the R. I'm saying moaning like oh. <laughs> moaning. They have a brand new uh, single, uh, Fall in Love. This is from their forthcoming album, Uneasy Laughter. Um, that album comes out March 20th via Sub Pop Records. Big thanks to Grandstand and Sub Pop for sending this one. Um Adult Swim somehow is involved with the video, so check that out as well. Here's the band Moaning and the song Fall in Love.
Hey, you guys. This episode sponsored by Blue Chew. Remember the days when you were ready to go? Remember that? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than at a pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. Just pay $5 shipping. Drive for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. hell you little green bastard this is the morning stream oh that's annoying that guy it's an indian character in a cartoon it's really annoying. oh jeez, yeah. that's racist yeah, that's that's culturally offensive and i'm not even sure which culture it's offending it's offending mine for sure <laughs> Whatever culture I am, I'm offended. All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Time for uh, Wendy to come in here and set us straight on the issues of the Good. day. Yeah. My sister correcting me since 1980, whatever. <laughs> um, well, that's weird. They now make me cr- confirm that I want to bring someone in as a new group. It's weird. Really? Uh, Have they, did oh, they do hi. that with uh, with uh, Tom and Nicole yesterday, too? Yeah, same deal. It's just been a Weird. new change. I don't understand it. I don't like it, but I do like it. Thank you, Discord. Yeah, Discord's great. Hi, Wendy. How are you? Hi. I'm oh, good. How are you guys? Oh, I'm fine. Good. Doing great. Uh, you know, stuff, making it happen, making it work. <clears throat> oh, hey, you know that little uh, thing we talked about the other day? Uh, yeah, uh, I've had, canceled. I've had, oh, canceled? Wait. What's, Wait, what did we talk about? Oh, I was, uh, no, I was talking about the... Uh, more frequent reaching out to a certain individual. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it made uh, three three different points of contact since we last spoke, and uh, whoa, yeah, it all That's seemed exciting. fine, and uh, lots of chatter about you know life and whatnot, and good, yeah. Okay. So there's that. Oh, I just was thinking we we planned to go to lunch when I was in town, and then the the wedding got switched. Oh, it did. I didn't hear. It's it's now Thursday. So oh. What happened there? What's that about? That's a bummer. I have no idea, but it's just been the last like day it got switched, so it's going to be Thursday. Uh, anyway, niece... everyone, want to get on our Google Calendar we all share? Yeah, let's in. do it. We got a we got a niece getting married, and I guess that's getting shuffled around, so all right. Yeah. Then. That's fun. Um, hey, uh, welcome to the show. Wendy's here on Thursdays, by the way. She comes on as a uh, an ambassador of, of goodwill. <laughs> uh, she comes in and helps us with our real problems. Uh, she's an actual therapist. She has real credentials, and uh, we're real glad to have her here. So today comes in the form of an email that I got just a day ago. Uh, I think it's appropriate for the sort of thing we discuss here. And so I'm going to dive right in. It's a nice long one, and it's about uh, 
religion, sort of, kind of. And, and people trying to sort of work through uh, issues that come with uh, being a religious or being around a religious background, that sort of thing. All right. I don't know why I'm over explaining it. Here's the email. It's anonymous. We're keeping it anonymous. Hey, Scott, Brian, and Wendy. First, if you don't mind, let's keep this anonymous. All right. Hey, everyone. So I have a question related to religion, but more around the structure of it relating to mine specifically. My wife is an associate pastor at the United Methodist Church, or UMC. Uh, we are currently at, or the one they currently go to. Uh, she took this job and we moved here just about a year ago. My wife and I are actually lifelong United Methodists. I don't know what the difference is. Well, I guess this is whatever. I got to stop uh, trying to overthink these things. As I read <laughs> it's going to be a three-hour email. <laughs> yeah. if, uh... Just read it. I'll just read it. Uh, you may have heard that the UMC is going through some stuff and possibly, hopefully, has some pretty monumental decisions coming up in a few months regarding how we, the church members, and the domination treat the LGBTQ community. The UMC is a global and networked church similar to the Catholic Church. Unlike the Catholic Church, though, the UMC decides stuff as a group, i.e. there's no pope, uh, but locally, regionally, and globally. In May, the UMC will meet with our general conference. The, go uh, the global meeting will happen every four years to decide to re-up and or change church doctrine. Many in the church have been trying to change up our stance on the LGBTQ since it was put into doctrine in the 70s. Right now, the church doctrinal language says that we, the UMC, are cool with LGBTQ people, who I will now, f I'm now going to refer to them as the people. Well, that's weird too, isn't it? No one wants to be known yeah, as those let's people. Let's call them the LGBTQ. I just don't like saying it over and over. Anyway, as long as they realize they are incompatible with Christian teaching, that's a quote, and can't be included in church leadership, can't be married in a UMC church uh, or by a UMC pastor. Or be ordained by a UMC clergy. Some parts of the country and world have bucked this part of the UMC doctrine. Uh, while some parts of the country and world would like to uh, completely embrace it and make it punishments uh, for good against the doctrine uh, more severe. Going. Or for going against the doctrine more severe, right? It looks like in May there's a good chance the whole UMC will split over this and many more little issues related to controlling the church. And this has stemmed from, or that this has stemmed from, in two denominations. So the whole church getting, you know, busted up. Yeah, not uh, very united. No, hardly. You're going to get rid of the, you're just going to be the MC. Just get rid of the U, yeah. yeah. MC. Yeah, you're going to be the <laughs> MC church. That'll be the name of your rap name. The old MC and the young MC. There you go. Uh, the, mo <laughs> the more conservative wing of the church will split off to form a new denomination. Uh, will a lot of assets and some some money afforded to them. Uh, while the other more liberal side of the church uh, retaining the UMC name and will be able to actually be inclusive in the LGBTQ community, i.e. they are welcome and they can lead and they can be married and they can be ordained, all of it. But much of how, uh, sorry, but, uh, but because of how connected the UMC is, uh, interconnected rather, it's going to be a big mess however this happens. All right, now to my question. There's a lot of background there. Whoops, mm -hmm. hold on, I'm, my screen just went weird. Okay. Uh, it says, now to my question. How the hell would you advise in dealing with this? My wife and I are definitely more liberal and are fully on the side to be inclusive of the LGBTQ community to the UMC. We'd also love much of what the UMC tradition says about faith. Part of our issue is if and when this split happens, uh, we happen to live in the middle of Georgia where most people lean more conservative, and this split will affect my wife's position. So we're living in this limbo of what's going to happen to the church as a whole, and then what the church locally, uh, what happens to the church locally, and what we're going to do to have to deal with it all. My wife is the worrying type as it is, and this whole thing 
is stressing her out all the time. Any advice you can give would be greatly appreciated. Love the show, though. All right. Huh. So, uh, so, yeah. so basically, like, do we do we stick it out because of my wife's job and because <clears throat> we want to stay where we're living, or do we follow the potential split and go where our hearts follow, like you know where where we don't have a conflict, but maybe not have the the job that we want or the location that we want. Right, and more fundamentally, it sounds like your very notion that you've your entire life's system of of uh, beliefs, beliefs and mm-hmm. doctrinal sort of standards are being are being shaken at the core. And even though you're <clears throat> you're cool with you know the more progressive changes. Uh, you know, what is this going to do to you? What does this do to you personally? Yeah. What does this do to you as a couple? What does this do to you as a part of your community, her job? Like it's a big, far reaching swath of change. So sure, what do you, so yeah. where do we go, Wendy? What do we want to start here on this one? Wow. I think you guys get it start in the right direction, which is like, there's, there's just a lot. That's mm-hmm. a lot when you're, you know, it's very foundational to who they are. She obviously works, works in the church. And so it's, she's very, very integrated and connected and there's a group so what fascinates me me about this question is it it's complex because it's religious right because that makes everything a little more complex but it's groups and i've been thinking a lot about groups lately um and just sort of what they do how they behave what works what doesn't work um and it's fascinating. They're all going to meet together and make a decision, which, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of anywhere in America where you would gather a bunch of people of all stripes and have them make a decision. Mm. I mean, in theory, that's what a legislature is supposed to be doing, right? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. the judicial branch or something. And I just, it, it's such an interesting time to be having to do this, right? Because there's so few people that can agree on yeah, too cons- many things consen- or just very yeah, con- div- divisive one half and one half or yeah, whatever consens- right? and the consensus feels like a really far off ideal these days just like a yeah. the kind of idea of not only consensus but then like a, a compromise seems impossible right more than ever so, it's so ha- yeah it's hard to imagine what the the church's decision <clears throat> will be either either direction and what that looks like because you're going to have a good chunk who are dissatisfied no matter what the decision is right um so you know maybe there's a split coming or whatever so how this then impacts them so she's stressed she's staying up at night she can't sleep i can imagine this is pretty consuming because a it's her employment but it's also her belief system and everything is sort of getting turned around and i think you know when we look at religious participation and studies about sort of generationally what's happened we can we can look at over time what people participate more or less um kind of generations have their own style right and millennials from what we understand and the, the whoever's after them i forget what they're called i'm raising them but i don't know what generation they um, z they call them generation z. z yeah okay um zed i will call them generation <laughs> Z. they are yeah. the attending traditional churches less and less and less you know mm-hmm. um and part of that is this very core thing, which is they're not as comfortable just being told what they believe. They, they want to participate more. They want the say. They want it to feel uh, consistent with all of, all of their values, not just 
well, God's in charge and he's told me what to think or, or feel. And, and not to say every generation has done that, but more so than in any other time, right? So, mm-hmm. so there's some things happening on, on a, and we're talking Christians here mo- mainly that I am familiar with. Um, I'm not sure about other denominations or other um, world religions, what's happening. Because let's take Islam, for example. It's so built within the structure of society that it might have lasting, more lasting power. Whereas Christianity is definitely built into American society to some extent, but it isn't required to live here and right. not be, you know, you, you can be a successful human being and not be a Christian in the United States. Whereas my friend from Syria would argue that that is impossible in where he's from right. if you are not. So you just fake mm-hmm. like you are. Is, is what he did for a long time. Um, anyway, so this, so th- I don't know other religions, so I'm just going to speak specifically with Christianity. So you've got these young people with all the all their harebrained ideas about how things work, and, <laughs> and they want justice, and it matters to them, um, you know, what's going on and how people are treated, all this good stuff, and there's more of a voice. And so it sounds like that's very true in this, this situation, is people voting, it's factions, and, you know, it's like, democracy but messy right Mm -hmm. but what does that then do um if you're one of those folks that needs a different view well you may have to it may end upend everything and so when i think about how groups work and then how individuals in those groups work i often think of what is the security that has been provided by that organization so so if i sat down with these two this couple i would talk about or have them talk about what the meaning is behind this stuff for them mm-hmm. is it because she's having fear and a fear response which makes a lot of sense but why how 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 much of the church structure as it is has been more security than maybe she's realized so i i just met recently with somebody who had came from an incredibly abusive background just a crazy chaotic and Every kid in that family handled that in very different ways. And hers was to cling to God and religion. And that was the only stable thing in her life, Mm, right? It was consistent. The people who she went to church with were consistent. And everything else in her life was just utter chaos, whereas other siblings did other things. So you that's an interesting question, I think, to ask anyone in their religious sort of feelings and journey. Like, what is what does it mean that's beyond your uh, here's here's my religious beliefs or or my spiritual feelings right is there more to this is there is stability crucial in your your relationship with your church and so this would be an earthquake right yeah if that's your case individually now as a collective in a group it's an earthquake as well um but each individual person has their own sort of journey to wherever they're at. And so that would be something I'd be interested in in them exploring, like what does it really mean? And so some of that would be to prepare them for potentially the inevitable split or potentially the inevitable continuing conflict within the community. Yeah. Um, and, and that's tricky because it's something you have to grapple with. Um, yeah. Also this, I think one of the, what it what kind what the thing I can't get out of my head with this is this feeling of it's supposed to be in people's lives religion is like this authority in their lives right that tells them here is the way something is here's how things are 
here are the rules, here are here's what we know. A lot of that stuff comes from biblical stuff, albeit sometimes cherry picky, but nonetheless you you feel like you've been given the, the idea is that here's a framework and you are if you live in this framework all is well. So what's being ha- what's happening here is you're being told for good or for ill or whether you agree with it or not, you're being told that oh okay, well our old framework okay, don't forget about the old framework. Here's a new framework. Well, if you can just change the framework, then were you ever telling this that you know what I mean? Like you start to, you start to question, well, were you ever telling me the truth? Was any of this ever more than just old men responding to the stuff of the day and then yeah. feeding it to us? Or or is this is there something intrinsic in your religion about um being being able to vacillate or being able to uh, uh adjust your 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 system based on the times Willy based Billy. on the yeah. whatever because because yeah. all of those things you know it's affected by uh technology it's affected by the fact that people live longer now it's affected by like so many parts of society it's impossible for any organization to just stay the way it was while you know king henry was in charge so right. um there's got to be some of that right like in the back of your head you're just like well if this was all when i was growing up you told me this was all concrete true but now you're telling me it's fluid and that that on the conservative side of it probably throws a lot of people because there's like, no, you told me this. How can it be this? We're not changing for this. That's just you guys being weird. That's the devil's work. We're going to stay over here where it's always been like, isn't that just the, that's the core division, right? That's it. Right. Right. And then the other side, th- this more sort of progressive side is like, but we need to include others. Like Jesus taught this. Like you, you start to see the gaps in the original um, dictation and say, that doesn't fit me anymore or it doesn't fit a bunch of us anymore or the world has changed and we need, you know, whatever. So, so yes, I think all those things apply and they're probably, you know, they're, they're grappling with those things. But then when I take it to the individual psychological level, it's really trying to understand your own need for that right someone might find that refreshing right like oh finally i've been waiting for this and someone Mm -hmm. else might it it cracks the very core of who they are and so finding you know sort of who she's a pastor right like she's clearly in this is this is her world it's her work so i would assume there is a little more going on with her psychology and personal psychology with the church and all of this, obviously she's responding as such, you know, maybe for the husband a little less so. And so, you know, he's worried, he's looking at her like, Oh, are we going to be okay? And also for him, you know, this, this matters a lot to him. Right. Um, you know, none of us w- were there when like, you know, the Nicene creed decided on the Trinity, right? <laughs> like this has happened before, mm-hmm. right? It's happened throughout history with religion that it changes with times it changes it they form they're developed you know all sorts of different belief systems and some question might be why and to what end and and what are the benefits and what is the harm sometimes um and so but you never thought you'd be at the nicene creed meeting and like you're alive and Mm -hmm. you're at the the umc's this big decision this may and so it's a little bit you know if we had the journals of everyone who'd ever been at these moments, would we, you know, see what they were experiencing? Because it's just life, right? Um, and so that's a little weird too. Like you're just kind of in a, a transition place. Um, I think about that a little bit with climate change and our understanding of various things. And 
the way younger people view stuff. Um, and you know, it's, there's a shift and in lots of good ways. And, and that's just it. Old people will always be a little grumpy because the young people, but the, you know, it's a world they're having to navigate and they're going to navigate it in the way they need to. And that's, this is tricky. It's really tricky stuff. I mean, I, he didn't say much about its impact on, um, them as a couple, if there's any, you know, conflict with that, that that's also very common. I mean, I have, I see a lot of couples that one is a believer in a system and another is not one was, and is no longer. And you know, this, this is a very common challenge within a couple. Anyway, he didn't mention that. He didn't. It sounds like, it sounds like they, uh, he, he mentioned that they were as a couple, uh, you know, leaned more on the side of being a little bit more accepting to, to the communities they're talking about. But, um, the one part that I think maybe we're, well, I don't, not that we're skipping over, but the one party mentioned, and I don't, I feel like this has a huge part in this is she, her, her livelihood yeah. is also tied up in this, which mm-hmm. is always complicated, complicates things. Like if you, yeah. if you have a financial stake in it and therefore, you know, this is how you're paying your bills. This is how you survive. This is how you're staying out of debt. Like this is your, your work that complicates it because now everything's also, you know, you're having to make compromises and, or, great sacrifices based on a decision about work and that that has to be maybe the worst part of this for them if i was to guess because otherwise it's just sort of if this was just happening and they didn't have anything to do with like an employment situation there right they could just make a decision it's like well i i like where they're going with this so i'm going to go with that half or i like where they're going with that i'm going to stay over here or if it doesn't split well we'll still be on the side of you know we think things should be more progressive whatever those things are and then go about their day to their regular jobs, but this is this is her job, their livelihood. Yeah. yeah. So that to mm-hmm. me, and is in the, the center of thing. Georgia, right? right? Which is, it's a, it, it's a place where you might be feeling like you don't have as much choice to go in the direction that feels good because you're, and yeah, I mean, I, this is a strong word, but perverse incentives exist all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like when when you are your paycheck comes from a particular place, um. And actually, the thing, if you hadn't sent this email, Scott, I was going to suggest that we talk about social contagion today, actually. Oh, um, all right. And we could do a whole other episode on that. But how this relates to my thinking about social contagion in, in the positive and negative ways that it does exist um, is there is a bit of, like, we are built to want to get along with the people we are around, right? That's yeah. our very tribal survivalist response to other people and you know so so what you do is you do have diversity people are different they think different things but the people around you matter and they can influence how you see things and how you view the world and that's why as we sort of sort and only listen and talk to people who think like us it's it's kind of dangerous because we get more extreme right Mm -hmm. um it just supports one you just basically are swimming in your own gravy, you know, right. and not learning about and anything. Yeah, sure. Gravy. Yeah. So yeah. I, I do a <laughs> I do a good job of I think of reading news from lots of sources. And I'm just gonna say Fox News, enough with Colin Kaepernick. Like we mm. get you're obsessed. Are they still I, I haven't seen oh, Fox News, but are they still upset about the whole um, kneeling thing? Constantly talking about him. Yeah. And here but here's the thing about that. You're talking to your audience wants you to talk about him. Like that is a bonding, let's be ticked off at this dude. And so to me, that's an an obvious example of that. And there's obviously things on the left that do that same thing too, of like, ooh, I'm gonna bait my 
base with this. I'm going to throw the chicken meat that they love, right? <laughs> I'm not going to give them veggies. They won't eat that, right? So, yeah. so it's it's our human nature, like kind of we we get ourselves directed a little too far because it's comfortable or because it feels easy. Oh, you get me, that kind of thing. So the idea of social contagion, sort of related to this, is a bit of like where they're at and what they're doing. And one of the powerful things, so social contagion, let me just clarify really quick. So like you have somebody who works in your office who's just like negative and hard. It's one person, right? Negative, hard, they just kind of make work a little tougher. And they did this amazing study where they followed, or they, they there's it was like an investment firm, some kind of people making number and financial decisions, right? So they studied all the decisions while this person was in the office. Mm -hmm. And then that person was on a, a sabbatical for something like two weeks or a month. And then they did it again. And they monitored when they did people's moods. They did, um, and then they looked at their actual work, how they spent the money, how they invested the, the math, basically. And everything was different. <laughs> mm -hmm. They, they were more optimistic. They had, you know, they felt better. Da, da, da. And you're like, oh my gosh, one bad egg, it's the worst, right? So that's an example of like an, an individual having quite a bit of power in this sort of making the whole room feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so you have this in groups as well, right? Um, and people's differing in opinions. And so, oh, if you can just get away from us and you stop being annoying, then we can all make different decisions, better decisions. And that that's legit. There, there really is a thing that, that does occur there. Mm -hmm. It's what's tricky though, is we all need to still live together. We all still need to work together in institutions so that the world functions, right? And we all get our, our running water, which is a thing I'm really grateful for. Um, <laughs> anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, the, this is so tricky because there's, there's the macro level, the micro level, and then just the reality that they are incentivized in a way that, that you can't, you can't take out that it's a job, Scott, like you said. Yeah. And so does that mess with things a little bit? Maybe, maybe she's happy to find work somewhere else. I don't know. But it's like when your company's reorging and offshoring all the jobs. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's, it's, it's mm -hmm. scary. It's scary to have any of your foundations shifting. And it sounds like in this case, it would be a couple of them. Right. Yeah, it definitely does. I, I don't know. I just, I feel, I see, I feel like this is a common thing. Like maybe not the religion is maybe having a big split, but just this issue of you start to disagree with something or you start to question a thing that you just held as, as a, as a, as a given your entire life. And then it's challenged. Well, that's what you're talking about is these foundations being shaken. And that's what this email sounds like to me. So I hope they can, it sounds like they're fairly united and that's good, right? Cause you don't, the worst thing here would be them being split a bunch on this. Right. Um, right. But also you've, you know, you live in a community, you probably have friends and maybe they land on different sides of the spectrum and that could, that could affect things. Like I have friends right now. I know that if I said, a, you know, if you say a certain thing in a, in mixed company and you realize, Oh shoot, they're super hard on that, that particular point. And like any kind of religion or politics coming up in a dinner or whatever, all those sorts of yep. things can create rifts that will last for the rest of the relationship. Like that may end it that night for all, you know, um, if I were them, I'd try to find ways to not do that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like if you can, and I'm not saying you avoid what you, you know, your, whatever your convictions are, you should stick with them and go, go with them. But I don't know. It's like, you know, we always talk about the gospel of Blaine, like 
It didn't matter. Yeah. Dad could just like he could just like sneak through all of it and 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 just bring you warm soup because you needed it. And it didn't matter who you were, what you were, what you did, why you did it. Like forget about all that. It was like just you were, you were a human first and foremost, and yeah, and and not and, and yeah, even more so. It was like he wanted to he wanted to do he just always wanted to do right by somebody else, no matter what the reasons were that would say you shouldn't do right by this other guy. You know what I mean? Like there's he had plenty of motivation to not go help out that dude that stole that car from him, but he did anyway. And there's this isn't just me pumping up how cool my dad was. I just think there was something to it that was deeper than I even noticed, which was forget about all the artifice, forget about the outside part of it. Just like get to the human bits and, and you'll be okay. So maybe there's a, maybe there's some of that here. I don't know what it is, um, but maybe there's some of that here that they could find. Yeah. And I think all religion, Christianity sort of specifically is plagued with um, a bit of like, we're going to we're going to talk about sexuality as the most crucial defining factor here yeah. versus uh like the actual defi- like you're saying the human bits right <laughs> that sounds weird but um <laughs> yeah just you know and i and i think that's that's tricky because you can pick and choose and i think this is true for all humans you pick and choose the part that feels good to you but you know like jesus says sell everything dude they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna skip that part, but I'm gonna hate. Oh yeah, people pick and choose already, already. <laughs> right, yeah, and so that's very natural to pick and choose. And so as they are sort of navigating this pick and choosing, it's official, big old pick and choosing. Yeah, um, is that that can be difficult. And here's the thing, and and I am convinced of this. Maybe it's because what I'm about to do after I hang up with you guys, but I'm convinced of this that our brain is lying to us all the time about what we need and it's lying to us in ways that will always gear towards comfort so safety comfort um like less like doing less in order to feel better if that makes sense and i don't mean less in the like quantity more of like you know don't get cold Don't always have your air controlled conditioning perfect for your, you know, whatever. Eat, eat the thing that tastes the best and gives your brain the dope. So dopamine, basically. Yeah. And so the brain is constantly like, like, what's going to be the funnest thing right now? What's going to be the, mm-hmm. you know, and all of those things have deprived us of some of the, they, they deprive us of some of the, the feelings of being alive. It actually numbs us. Yeah. And so we have a collective numb problem. Mm. Um, and so forcing ourselves to do something outside of that comfort zone is to be alive as a human, not to be numb as a human. So I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I asked a bunch of teenagers this question. If they had to tell people 200 years in the future, what, what they, like predict what they need to tell them. I said, what would you show them? You can show them a movie, a meme, like you could pick. I just wanted to see what, the, you know, Abe and his friends would say. And without skipping a beat, they said, "Oh, we'd show them the movie Wally." <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah. that is so disturbing." Yeah. And they were like, "Yeah, that would we'd we'd show them that to explain us." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so that's Gen Z people right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, they know. But they, that idea of yeah. comfort—you lose your bones eventually. Mm-hmm. You, you, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. 
we sacrifice so much of our 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 happiness, our well-being, our you know, because we're all if we're always trying to be comfortable. So I will tell you. So Real Steps is going on, nice and strong. People are amazing, by the way. They're such a good group. They are so fun, and it is so fun to talk to them and work with them. So it's going really well. It's great. Um, and today, so if anyone's listening to the show on the thing, plug your ears for a second because this will be a surprise. But it is. And I'm going to look up the temperature right now. It is, I think, negative four. Yeah, it's negative four. Oh, wow. geez. So we had a little cold dip last night. It got up to, it was like a negative 11 or something. So right now it's negative four. I am about to layer up and I'm going to go to my friend's house. And she has a giant frozen lake in her backyard because everyone has a giant frozen lake in their backyard here. It's <laughs> a lot of them. And uh, we are going to do uh, this workout that, she has planned for people to do in this the health group and so we're going to do it on this frozen lake and try not to freeze to death and die and talk about forcing yourself to not be comfortable (laughs) first of all we're filming it oh my god oh wow that's amazing you don't ever do this stuff this is good no i really think i'm just going to hold the camera and make her do it but anyway (laughs) so there's that and i'm going to put hand warmers in my gloves but we're going to freeze and anyway it's this idea of like out of your comfort zone is where your growth is right yeah so tying this back to the, these emailers, like it's hard. Your foundation's shifting. There's questions. You're stressed. All of those things are happening. But getting out of your comfort zone is literally the only ways humans grow yeah. and change and also feel, you know, bad things can happen absolutely from change. It's not to say it's all Pollyanna, but there is also a lot of self-knowledge and um growth and just pride and you know good happiness chemical vibes that will come from getting out of your comfort zone so go everyone on a lake today frozen or not and work out (laughs) and just get out of your comfort zone you know so yeah it's uh not easy and i'm saying this and i what i want to do really bad is go because my brain is lying to me it's telling me you know your happiness lies by your space heater right (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to. This is a great example. I feel this way about the gym today. Kim and I are supposed to go to the gym after the show, and I'm feeling very not like wanting to leave my comfort zone. But yeah, you got to go. If I'm going to work out in minus four degrees, you can. Yeah, if you're doing this, I think I don't have anything to complain about. (sighs) I don't have to leave the house to get on the bike. (laughs) Brian's got a bike. He'll be fine. I I got a bike and a VR headset. I'll be out driving my tank in the snow while I'm riding my bike. Totally. You should cold. blow cold air on you and get like the sensation. Your your uh, brain actually, won't know. I do have a fan that does blow air at me while I'm while I'm uh, working out, but okay. I should I should switch it to cold, like ice cold. Just get an, a bucket Kazakhstan of ice and stick your hand. Yeah, in there. put yeah. your hand in the ice. Dump ice in your crotch or something. Just be yeah. really cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. please yeah. do that. That'd yeah. be amazing. That and so really that. None of that is happening. All right. Well, this is good. Uh, well, I'm glad you mentioned Real Steps because people uh, should go check it out. Realsteps.org. You can find out. Yeah, there's a picture of you on here now. Look at this. Yeah, I know. I've broken down. How do you like it's that? Good. Oh, wait. Do, 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 look at me. Yeah. Stepping out of my comfort zone. Were you Were you uh, opposed to having your photo up there originally? No, I just I just find all that weird. I, I think it's just because I'm just so used to how confidentiality works. It just is weird to me. Yeah, no, I get it. 
it's to me the opposite is weird, but that's just because I'm so used to not being confidential about anything. So right, I, I get it. I get it. Book. She seems nice. Is it? She have just the one kid? She got all other little. Oh kids? no, she's got four. That was an old picture we just grabbed real quick. There was a whole lot of throwing that together. So cute little toe headed no, little awesome. kid. She is hardcore. So she's fin- she's from Finland, and she is like so hardcore. She pushes. This is I love her. She pushes her brother, who's paraplegic, in a a wheelchair in a half marathon or marathon like every couple of years. Oh my and gosh. So she's wow. Wow. Just amazing. And I feel like a big baby next to her when it comes to that kind of stuff. Cause she's definitely an athlete, but um, uh, that's awesome. You know, I'm good at the head. She's good at the body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. We need, you gotta have both. Turns out those things are inexorably connected not to each saying other. Anything not touching that. Yeah. One. Brian <laughs> didn't go near that one. Uh, all right. Well, this is excellent stuff. Uh, you can check out realsteps.org anytime you want, everybody. Uh, and also, uh, good luck to all those who have signed up. And um, I'm excited to hear how that all plans out and goes. Uh, Wendy, anything else before we go today? Yeah. Um, good luck to the emailers. And please, we would love to hear back from you after May and what happens. And um, yeah, it'd be really interesting to hear your follow-up. So please write us. That'd be great. Write us. And uh, and send in some emails. I've I've got a few. That have come in recently, so we have some good ones. And hey, if anyone on. has a social contagion story, I I think that is a fascinating topic, and we could go deeper into we it. We should so totally nice do that. Yeah. I, in anyone fact, has any? Yeah. Send us emails this week. Negative. Yeah. Send us emails this week. But between now and next Thursday, if we get enough of the kind of response we're looking for, we'll we'll make that next Thursday's topic. I think that'd be yeah. good. Um, I was going to say one other thing. Oh, this this lady you're working with, um, she's yeah. Finnish. You say is she does she still have the accent and everything? No. Okay. Is she see-through, and can you see her heart beat like a baby fish? No. Okay. Well, then she's not truly no, finished. But, but she, she could probably kick your butt. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. But, Finn, but Finn's all could probably kick your butt. They are some, they're tough. Yeah, they're, they're tough. They're resilient. They're a hearty bunch. Yeah. They are hearty. But you can see, yeah. their, you can see their heartbeat like a baby fish. All right. Yeah, we'll no, talk to you later. No, Bye. That's not real. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's not real. Oh, me and my sister. That's funny. This, is, this is the relationship we we will always have, ever have. She's serious, you know, been, and I'm not. It's and, just the way it is. And I keep I keep forgetting to ask, but does she? Does she? How does she refer to the the guy that your mom married? Oh, he, she way. has the same struggle. You know, we should ask her yeah. that next week to to get the official yeah, I word. But completely forgot to ask her that while she was on because we went right into the right into the letter. None of us. I don't think any of us really know how to mm-hmm. do it. Because I've never heard yeah. any of my siblings say dad or, you know, mm-hmm. there's none of that. Right. It's just like John. Yeah. It's just John. John. Yeah. Guy who swung around, had some financial security, made my mom happy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a little weird, right? Like the way we think yeah. about it is a little weird. So, I mean, but part of it is we was never. They love each other, right? Well, I they mean, totally do. Like they a, totally do. A marriage of convenience or. Uh... <laughs> No, but from our perspective, wasn't, John wasn't bucking for a green card or anything, right? <laughs> from our from our perspective, there was no since there was no nurturing of us at all involved because yeah. we were all adults. Yeah. It just totally. feels like not the same as like a fatherly figure. It just feels like dude, just sure. dude. I don't sure. know. No, it's, I mean that's like you know I I referred to my stepdad as Barney, but only Barney. because I didn't want to call him dad, and I, I didn't. There's not you don't really call someone. Oh, hey stepdad, how you doing? You yeah. know, it's yeah. not a. I like the term. I like the name Barney. Barney's a great name. Barney, yeah, yeah. Many famous Barneys. You got Barney the dinosaur. Many. You got Barney on Simpsons. You got uh, you got Barney on How I Met Your Mother. Right. So many Barneys. So little time. <laughs> 
I'm going to play a quick thing. This was a phone call that we All got. Right. Cool. And it, and, it, and it goes like this. Hey, Scott and Brian, calling for uh, TMS, and uh, this is Dan in North Idaho. Um, I was, you guys were just talking about uh, eating cats in <laughs> your TMS TM show, 1863, I believe it was. And I was just here to say that uh, people do eat cats. They eat uh, mountain lions. There's many uh, states. I think most states in the U.S. Uh, hunt and eat uh, mountain lions, cougars. Supposed um, to taste like uh, pork. It's kind of like a white meat. Both- okay, I have a question, real quick. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think most states allow the eating of mountain lions, nor do they have mountain lions to eat. Is my thinking? I could be wrong. <laughs> right, I don't have any mountain lions. There are in Hawaii, for example, or uh- I know he does in northern Idaho because I know they're up there, but I don't know about sure, the rest of the Rocky world. Mountains. Sure. Sure. All right. Let me. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll finish out this call. Hang on. Okay. Um, supposed to taste like uh, pork. It's kind of like a white meat. Supposed to be very tasty. But uh, I have not tried it myself. But I am a hunter, and I I would definitely try it if I had the chance. Uh, but yeah, it's supposed to be really good. Eat a capto. <laughs> eat a capto. <laughs> I would eat a cougar so, or a mountain or a mountain lion. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, mountain lions, cougars, pumas, panthers. Um, it says uh, primarily found in 14 western states with a small endangered population in Florida. Well, aren't we all? Um, <laughs> Everyone in Florida is. But I'm looking at the, okay, let's see. Um, I'm on the mountainlion.org, Mountain Lion Foundation, answers to your questions about mountain lions. Uh, I would hope sport so. hunting of lions improve the safety of people, pets, and the livestock. Um, let's see. Still doesn't say. It doesn't say anything about eating them. No. Okay. No. Well, I, I would eat if someone has done that has has hunted and and gotten yourself a mountain lion and you've had the meat. Uh, let us know. How you did it, where you were, how was it? And if you want to freeze a little block of it and send it to me, I'll eat it. I don't have a problem with that. I'll try <laughs> oh, yeah, any. Speaking of which, did you did you ever get? Uh... Oh you yes, still haven't gotten the food. Yes, you yes, do. Yes. You have it. It's right cool. Here. Hold on. Cool. Well, I don't. Mine's not handy. So if you wanted to eat something, oh no, we don't have to eat anything yet. We don't have. That's definitely the one. All right, I got it. Finally arrived. Finally got it. Yep, I was so excited to finally get this thing. It. So what happened is, I guess they had it for longer. But the lady at our post thing, who's so nice, she's the opposite of your guy, who's I guess yeah. closing now. But yeah. um, just the sweetest game. lady. But she sometimes forgets that there's stuff there. Sometimes she'll say, sure. "Oh, it looks like we're all cleared up," and then you find out later this box was sitting there the whole time. So hmm. anyway, so I got it. We're good. We'll try cool. that out. Good, good, good. Give it, give it a shot. Okay. Awesome. Let's, awesome. Let's uh, let's leave the people with a couple of thoughts. One, you support us at Patreon.com/slash/TMS then you not only get access to the live stream of TMSPM tomorrow, but you also get the podcast version and bonus content and everything else tomorrow when we do TMSPM. If you're not a patron, you don't get it. So you're just like, ah, well, I'll just wait until Monday. But some of you are like, hmm, yeah. for a dollar a month, I could get PM as well. I, ha- I Four should probably go in there. episodes a month. Exactly. At least maybe even five on months that have five Fridays. Exactly. So that's patreon.com slash TMS is where you want to go for that. Uh, for everything else, including ways to call us and leave us voicemails like we mentioned or emails, any of that stuff, you can go to frogpants.com slash TMS. There's also links there to request songs from Brian for uh, for his requests. You can find out uh, information about the Vegas trip, like all that stuff. 
mm-hmm. all there for the taking. Okay, now, okay. now play a song. Now. I will play a song. This one goes out to Brendan, a.k.a. Inflicted Mind. And uh, that's his chat room name, but I think it's very appropriate when you hear me read this email to you. Okay. Hey, Scott and Brian, this is Brendan, a.k.a. Inflicted Mind, if I could make the chat. I meant to make my first ever request a few weeks ago for my birthday. I now only have four more years to the answer of life, the universe, and everything. Oh, that sounded kind of dark at first. However, (laughs) it is a day past my birthday when I'm actually requesting a song for next week or when Brian sees fit. So here it goes. Hi, this is Brendan. I enjoy long walks on the beach, sunsets, holding hand. Wait, am I making a song request and not a dating profile? (laughs) Side note, my, the wife gave me gave that joke an eye roll. As for the song request, I'm asking upon Brian the Count of Coverville for a cover of her by Nine Inch Nails. What would be awesome would be a cover of Africa by Nine Inch Nails. That doesn't exist. Oh, I just thought of the perfect song for both of you guys, a cover of Africa by the Spice Girls. Sorry, veering off topic and almost got on a tangent there. Anyway, thank you guys for making a great show show. I appreciate all that the two of you do with my birthday being on February 6th can I get two six-second clips or six two-second clips? Thanks. Six, two six-second clips? Two six-second clips or six two-second clips. Okay. Um, let's see. I will give him... Let's try to see what's the easiest here. I will give him the latter. So six two-second okay. clips. You ready? All right. Yep. There it goes. I can definitely see why you like it. That's two seconds. Here's one. Hey, two Oregon fish sandwich. That's two oh. seconds. Greatest hit still. Watch your profanity. There's another one. The jury will now retire. Okay. It's hot out and I have the chaff. That's a good one. <laughs> and then finally. There's different flavors that you can get. Look at that. We got some oh, old time uh, populars. Cla- like that is the uh, yeah. that is the greatest hits too. Jeez. Sure. Well done. All right. That was well fun. Well done. All right. So uh, cover of or by Nine Inch Nails. This is one that I uh, can't believe I've never played on TMS. I did play it on Coverville for the um, uh, for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Trent Reznor just got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, or is about to be anyway. Uh, this is a band called Honest Bob and the Factory to Dealer Incentives. <laughs> and... <laughs> That's and the best a, name we've ever said on the show. It, it absolutely is. And uh, this is from their 2005 album, Second and 18. Oh. It is a cover of Head Like a Hole, but it is like no other cover of Head Like a Hole you've ever heard before. It is fantastic. And it's maybe the happiest version of Head Like a Hole you'll ever hear. Even with like a, a 50s style spoken interlude in the middle. Darling, wow. <laughs> your head is like a hole. <laughs> uh, here you go, Honest Bob and the Factory to Dealer Incentives with Head Like a Hole. Enjoy! God money, i do anything for you. God money... Tell me what you want me to God and money nail me up against the wall God and money don't want everything He wants it all You can't take it No, you can't take it No, you can't take that away from me No, you can't take it I said you can't take it No, you can't take that away from me 
God money's not looking for a cure God money's not concerned about the sick among the pure God money, let's go dancing on the backs of the bruised God money's not one to choose Oh, you can't take it, no, you can't take it No, you can't take that away from me No, you can't take it, don't even try to take it Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. We've opened Pandora's box! This will not end well!